Oh, ladies and gentlemen, here I am back with another installment of checking in with Chomo. Hello, how is everybody doing today? Hope you're doing all right. Things are going pretty well. Uh, and I got a, I got an email. I got a voice clip in an email, which is you can do that. You can totally do that. You can send it to p a u l c s o m o at gmail dot com. Paulchomo at gmail dot com. That's me. You can send me stuff. You can send me questions and comments and stuff there. And you can do like John King did, and he sent me a a, a voicemail clip, and I have not heard it yet. I have no idea what it's... I, I don't know what he's going to say. So I'm going to turn off the music. John King, the crappy hippie, is a fisherman. He's a very fun guy. He's very funny. Uh, he's a friend of mine. And he lives out in... I want to say Kansas. Kansas? Does John, do you live in Kansas? I think he lives in Kansas. Uh, anyway, he's a big supporter of my other podcast called Varmints, and just a good, good, good guy. And he sent me, um, he sent me a thing. So let's let's see what he has to say. Hey, Paul Chomo, this is John King, the crappie hippie, hey. the tree hugging redneck from Eastern Kansas. Hey, I was right, Eastern Kansas. There you go. Correspondent for the Fish Nerds podcast, yep. and co-founder of Glasswater Angling. We make lead-free fishing tackle for a better outdoors. And huge fan of varmints, Paul and Donna. So anyway, I love... Thank you. I appreciate that. What you're doing for Napod Pomo or Napod Domo or Name Momo. (laughs) I don't know what to call it either. And it's December now, so I don't have to worry about it. We can just say the name of the podcast. Anyway, whatever we're doing here, I'm a huge fan. I think it's great you guys working so hard to put out material every day and i'm just thought well wow i wanted to get in on it and time's almost up so here i go here we go okay i got this one weird situation you know this is my first uh comment question <clears throat> what have you i had this friend that stayed at an airbnb place and she loved it i mean she thought it was fantastic but she was all freaked out because instead of having like the little individually wrapped soaps uh, or the pumper soaps these people had just like full bars of soap ah. that they were letting, you know, guests use. And no. She was like, you know, I can't do that. I can't take a shower. I can't take a bath with, you know, using some soap that somebody else has used. And no. I, I was just like, what? I mean, I, I mean, you do that when you wash your hands. You do that when you live yeah. in a family. Uh, you do that when you visit your friend when you're crashing out, you know, at somebody's house. Yeah. I mean... I, I just didn't understand. She said, well, just, you know, I yeah. said, yeah, it's been what, down in the canyons, down in the crevices, in the valley behind <laughs> the grapes? I mean, yeah, I know, it's been all those places, so what? It's soap. It's self-washing. I mean, it's what are you supposed to do? not self-washing. You know, bring the, the dawn from the kitchen in and wash the soap off? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I felt bad for the... John, no. There's four of us in my house, and we do not have bar soap because bar soap is gross. It's. <laughs> have you not ever seen the bar of soap with a pube stuck in it? It doesn't matter whose pube it is. It could be even your own pube. 
I mean, that's all it takes is to see a bar of soap, like that bright orange dial bar of soap with a dark pube, like just jammed into it. And soap is not self-cleaning. It is not. Bar of soap. Ugh. Do people, does anybody use bar soap anymore? Ugh. Individually wrapped bar soap, like at a hotel, that's okay. I guess. Like, yeah, ugh. But just an open bar of soap? Like, at this Airbnb, was there also a mug with shaving, shaving soap in it and a brush? So you could shave. And like a like a, a a straight razor with a leather strap on the doorknob. So you could take a nice shave. <laughs> what else was in there? Bar soap is gross, John. And if I was in an Airbnb and they had... Okay, if I was in an Airbnb and I took a shower and there was a bar of soap. A used, obviously used bar of soap. And like a... A thing of shampoo, I would use the shampoo. I would just wash down with the shampoo and I would not touch the bar of soap. So you might not be skeeved out by it because you're John King, the crappie hippie. Uh, but I'm I'm with your friend. I'm... Ugh, yuck. The people that had that place because she took points off because they had, you know, big soaps that everybody had to share. Yeah, yeah, you knock a star off for the, the bar soap. You knock at least one star off. No, I'll just say at one star. Just one star. You knock one star off for gross pubic bar soap all over the place. That's been in everybody's the bodies. Like like that's been in somebody's that's been in somebody's ass crack. And now you're gonna wash your neck with it? No. Instead of having little soaps that needed to be unwrapped and yes. something in a plastic bottle that's, you know, screwing the environment. You know, I, I was actually all for it. But anyway, maybe I'm weird. So I'm asking you and the rest of your uh, fandom, am I weird? You're weird. You're weird. And that's what I love about you. You're, you're weird, but I love you, John. But you're wrong on this one. <laughs> no, no bar soap. Ugh. Um, another thing that bothers me. Sure. Maybe it's weird, but uh, the name is Seamus. We, we've already established that you're weird and that we love you, so it's, you know, everything is going to be weird from here on out. It's fine. The name is Seamus, everybody. Okay. S-E-A-M-U-S is Seamus, not Seamus. All right, I hear this on podcasts. I hear it in conversation. I hear it all the time. You think after that character, Seamus and Harry Potter, you know, nope. people would be over this. No. Nope. Apparently they're not. Anyway, it's Seamus, people, just like the word Sean. You know, sometimes Sean is S-H, but we've been able to get on board with Sean Connery and the rest that spell it S-E-A-N. Seamus. All right? Not Seamus. And no, it's still Seaman. It has not been changed to Shaman. That is a different <laughs> language group entirely. All right? But um, anyway, my question is... is Okay. Here's the thing. Uh, I see this the, the, the name Sean a lot, and I know that it's pronounced Sean... You rarely ever see the name Seamus in the United States. It's just not a common name. 
if there were like a million Seamuses walking around, then yeah, like like there's a million Sean's walking around. If there was a million Seamuses walking around, you'd have no problem. You would just see that name and say Seamus. You wouldn't say Seamus. But when I see that name, I immediately think Seamus. Because you just don't have to deal with that that first name very often. Not here in the United States anyway. And by the way, uh, you know, you're you're the crappie hippie, but someone would take a, you know, at a quick glance, crappie is spelled C-R-A-P-P-I-E. I mean, I'm sure you've heard the crappy hippie before. I'm not going to call you John King the crappy hippie, because I like you. You're the crappy hippie. But this is the same thing. That bother you too, when people look at it and go, uh, Seamus? <laughs> no, anyway. I do Seamus, I okay. All right. What's the deal with people that sing in a real deep voice? I mean, why does that give so much cred to every song where it goes on? I mean, my wife Kathy is a huge fan of Peaky Blinders, and we love the theme song by Nick Cage, you know. Here come the man with the red, white hand. You know, but really, if you're <laughs> that cool and you can sing that deep, can't you really just say anything, you know? <laughs> Here comes the man with the dandelion in his hand. You know, he's got a pixie stick stuck behind his ear. I mean, it, you know, any kind of image, really anything, you know, he's wearing a flower tablecloth kilt and he's forever built. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, I, I just think Johnny Cash, Nick Cage, I mean, all these guys just kind of had an advantage going in because of their super cool deep voice. I mean, how about, you know, Jim Morrison? You know, you got Jim Morrison, you know. There's a killer on the road. His brain is squirming like a toad. All right, his brain is squirming like a toad? Yeah, the doors are terrible. I mean, you're the varmints guy. You know, do toads squirm? <laughs> I, I've lived in the outdoors out in the country all my life. I've caught toads have been peed on by toads i've watched toads eat i've watched toads eat each other i i I, um never seen one squirm though um they hop they ingest and they just sit there um yep pretty much i i guess that's just artistic license i don't know discuss discuss you know am i is this good is this a good conversation starter do i get the little cup icon for this one i don't know yeah, no, this this is a good. This is good, John. You're doing good, buddy. <laughs> okay, the doors are terrible. Uh, Jim Morrison is the most overrated singer-songwriter person of all time. He, he, the doors are terrible. It's just a, it's the it's the it's a it's a mediocre band fronted by a guy who basically just wrote really terrible you know junior college english 101 poetry crap terrible the doors are terrible and the 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 deep singing thing i think is great you know what the deep singing thing did here's the best thing that the deep singing uh, the deep voice singing thing did was it got rid of hair metal because me and my wife were talking about this the other day we were driving in the car and uh, what song came on? It was one of those poison songs. Uh, was it I Remember You or 18 in Life? One of those hair metal band songs came on. And my wife knew all the words. 
And we got on a, a conversation about like what happened to all those bands and what happened to all those bands was grunge happened. And like people heard Pearl Jam for the first time and they heard, you know, Eddie Vedder doing his <laughs> lyrics and that would, they were like, oh, you could sing rock music like that. You could sing it really deep. You don't have to sing it really high voiced. And then it just, you know, hair metal died. So that, that was a good thing that happened. Um, yeah, singing, singing low is really good and I cannot do it. I'm, I'm in case I can't sing. I, I really can't sing at all. I can try, uh, but yeah, that's the big deal with, with deep voiced singing and Johnny Cash is awesome. Who else is awesome with a deep voice? Johnny Cash. I know, uh, my, my co-host Donna likes Tom Waits a lot, which I'm not a big fan of Tom Waits, who who dresses like a hobo from the 1940s, sings every sings everything like Let me get some. Let me look up some Tom Waits lyrics. What's a good Tom Waits song? Uh, let's see. Oh, here's Rain Dogs. I've heard of Rain Dogs before. Here's a song called Jockey Full of Bourbon. In the building is a train. So there's a deep voiced singer for you. He stinks. Um, who else? Who's, what's another one of those deep voiced singers? Honestly, the only one I could think of after Tom Waits was another, another person that Donna likes. Uh, and he just passed away and I feel really bad about this, but it was, um, Leon Redbone. Leon Redbone. Who greenlit that? Who, who, who's the, uh, Who's the record executive that said, yeah, this is, this is good. Leon Redbone. I don't know the words. Ugh. Ugh. All right, let's continue. Um, but speaking of toads, yes. Uh, let's get on to varmints because varmints is okay. you know, one of my favorite things in life. And, Thank you. Um, besides the toad question, I want to ask Paul Chomo, how many varmints have you been bit by? Oh. I mean, I know you've got the typical mosquito, tick, spider, little varmints biting you. What about bigger varmints? You know, I mean, you know, like I've been bit by a cat and by a dog and by several snakes and a couple of turtles. You know, and so on down the list. The typical stuff. But I'm uh, just wondering what you've been bit by and, uh, you know, if you've ever been bit at all. You know, I have never been bit by anything that wasn't an insect. I have, I've gotten snapped at a couple times by dogs. Um, I've gotten, you know, hissed at. I've come real close to get getting uh, bit by a cat. But And I've had uh, snakes take a swipe at me here and there. But I've never been actually bit bit by anything that wasn't a mosquito or or one of the typical 
things that you get bit by, like an ant. I've never been bit by anything. And now that I say that, I'm going to go out and get bit by something. So thanks. And finally, um, I'm just going to kind of get a little more serious here. I, I just wonder how you would assess your relationship with Donna and how it's changed over the time you've come to know each other. Because I first heard Donna on Fish Nerds, and that was one of the reasons I wanted to listen to Varmints. Um, of course, Sammy and Zoe Groves is the other reason, because I do everything that Sammy and Zoe do, because they are beyond human uh, intelligence <laughs> yeah. and virtue. But the thing is, getting back to the point, you know, <coughs> like everybody else, I instantly had a voice crush on Donna. Sure. I listened to the podcast, and my wife... And my daughter and my daughter's roommates and probably every lady I know is a freaking cutaholic. And so when I listen to the podcast in this, this bubbly, cute, high voice, and she's a cutaholic and she's, you know, going into pixie dream girl land over a baby <laughs> mouse or something. Well, no, not mice. She's not too big on mice. But let's say over a baby manatee, all right? Yeah. You know, a baby fox. I mean, you know, a baby otter. I mean, it just, the list goes on. And I, um... It's just something else, and I'm not trying to belittle Donna or, or make light of anything. It's just how appealing she was on, on first impression. Now, the problem with it now is that she, like, freaks me out because all this talk on intelligence uh, makes me wonder if I have any. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure where I am on the scale anymore, but seriously, I mean, uh, pushing people to think outside uh, their own experience and their own anthropomorphic, you know, tunnel vision type thing. Um, has been how it's developed for me. I really look forward to every segment where she contests the whole um, intelligence thing and what exactly is it and what does it mean. And then, of course, there's collective intelligence and our octopus is really going to take over the world. I, I think they might. <laughs> all righty. Well, I think that's all I wanted to ask. A um, few things for you there, Paul. Enjoy this podcast. Love varmints, too. And yes, buddy, one of these days, crappie hippie going to get his butt down there, and you and I are going to do some fishing. Yes. For sure. All yes. righty, everybody, thank you for listening. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs> Very cool. Thank you for that uh, that voice clip. That was awesome. Thank you, John. Uh, as far as Donna goes, she's just wonderful like she's my friend and if for whatever reason god forbid varmints does not continue uh, our friendship will most definitely continue because she's great she has been great from day one we see now i feel bad about making fun of leon redbone and, and tom waits i really feel bad about that i want to go take that back because she really enjoys those two <laughs> And now I got to make up for it right now. No, Donna's great. Um, I lost my first co-host for the for the Varmints podcast because he was getting ready to have a baby. He was in grad school. He had a full-time job. He had a house that he just bought. He was really, really busy, and he had to not do the podcast anymore. And Donna stepped in, like, immediately. Like, I went on our Slack channel at noon. It was noon... Uh, and I left him, you know, I put a message on there. I was like, hey, I'm without a co-host now. Uh, does anybody have any ideas? And I'm not even kidding. At 12.01, she was like, I'll do it. <laughs> uh, 
And we talked on Skype for an hour, hour and a half, and that was it. I was like, you are my co-host. That's how it's going to work. And even, and since then, she, I mean, we've just become better and better and better friends. And I cannot imagine doing the show without her. The show is what it is because of her. Um, I just, I can't say enough good things about Donna. And, you know, we have differences of opinion. We have differences of beliefs. And you know, the things that are important to us are mostly the same, but we do... Okay. There, at some, Sometimes I sit here and think, there's no reason that me and Donna should be friends, because that's how different we are in some areas of life. In areas of life that people on Facebook block each other over. And not political at all, but like other other things, like people just don't tolerate each other like me and Donna do. And it's because we're friends first. And that's, that's the first thing that's, that's primary and everything else we can just sort out. We can just talk to one another like civilly and sort it out and then, and agree to disagree because you can do that, you know, and, and just say, Hey, this is not, we're just not going to discuss this because we like each other and we want to be peaceful. You can do that. And so that's what me and Donna do. And that's what friends should do, is that they should talk. And if they can't talk about something civilly, just talk about something else. <laughs> and yeah, I'm, I'm glad she's there to sort of make you think. Uh, she's there to make me think for sure. Like she's made me a better a thinker. She's made me, made me a better podcaster. Um, Gosh, I don't know how how many other good things I could I could say about Donna. She's just a wonderful, huge support. She's super smart. She's super funny, incredibly talented. Um, couldn't do the podcast without her, and can't imagine, you know, a life without her somewhere in it. And I'll leave it at that. So. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for the uh, the voice clip. If you want to leave a voicemail... Oh, you know what? I didn't play the uh, the thing here. <laughs> That's right. We're on the PodfixNet channel now. PodFix channel? It's like an old man thing. We're on the, we're on the PodFix channel now. I remember when I was a boy... Uh, you, it was a big deal if you were going to get on the Sirius XM radio. Like that, you could, when I was a boy, I called in the radio station. I called in an FM radio station. And I played my song, and I had to wait. And then I'd, I'd, I recorded the song on a cassette player. And then, you know, I'm an old man now, and now I'm on the Podfix channel, and, oh, well, hell, I don't know what all these little buttons and doodads do. I'm going to get my grandson to help me with this stuff. And, uh, yeah, Pod, Podfix, is that what it's called? Podfix? Podfix channel? Podfix! <laughs> <laughs> 
Thanks for checking in. 